0: I invite you to turn into your Bible today to John's Gospel, chapter 14. John 14, and we are going to read verses 15 to 21. Hear the word of the Lord. Now Jesus is speaking to his closest disciples. He says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Open the window. I'm going to build my thoughts on that today. I'm going to build my thoughts on the notion of I so thank God for a drafty church. But it all starts with opening the window. It's just a little thing really, but there is something very refreshing when the inside air of a building is still and stale. And then you open up the windows and the wind begins to blow through. Growing up, we had a giant attic fan before there was air conditioning, and we would open up windows in the front and the back of the house and turn on that attic fan, and it would just suck the air in and round throughout the house, but we had to open the window. Living in southeast Florida this week, we have heard the blustery and the gusty winds all up and down our coast, and this morning in my prayer time, I was sitting in my chair and I could hear the howling wind outside. Tree branches were hitting up against the window, there was some heavy drizzle getting blown all about everything, uh, giving everything a nice little sheen of water, but I was dry, I was safe. My window was closed. I longed to smell the air, the ozone. But my window was closed. I remained indoors. I was safely covered by my quilt with the shades drawn like some valetudarian wanting to keep an illness and the ill effects of the world out there listening to that gusty wind over the last few days has given me insight into our Scripture in John's story today. Let me explain a bit. John chapters 13 through 17 all contain a singular scene of Jesus and his disciples having dinner together followed by a crucial conversation. You see, this time tomorrow, Jesus will be dead. He was using this table talk in a strategic way to impress upon his disciples things were about to get very different. It was his expression of what we might call today an ethical will whereby a person bequeaths, not money or property per se, to those they love, but rather they bequeath their loved ones a set of ethics and values and lessons they want them to remember. And what is it that Jesus wanted them to remember? Jesus wanted his closest friends to remember that things were about to get swirly. He wanted them to remember to look out and care for each other. He wanted them to remember the culmination of the commandments of God. And that culmination forces us to go back to an earlier chapter in John, John 13, verse 34, where Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. By this, everyone will know you're my disciple if you love one another. But Jesus also wanted them to remember that both He and the Father in heaven are one. If you knew Jesus, you knew the Father. If you knew the Father, you knew Jesus. They were together, they were one. And then finally, he wanted them to remember that they would never, ever be left alone. They would never be orphaned. They would never have to fend for themselves. You see, in other other words, brothers and sisters, Jesus is reminding them he's going to give the helper, the Holy Spirit, and that from now on, The divine dance between the Father, Son, and the disciple would be sewn together and intertwined by the Spirit. And Jesus describes this sweet mystical fusion between heavenly reality and our physical existence with this wanting of us with Jesus, with God, through the Spirit. And yet, if we read too quickly our text this morning, we will miss the conditional clause that Jesus places upon this dance. In order for it to occur, something must happen. What's the condition he placed? Did you catch it? What is this conditional clause, the if clause of this Jesus' statement? Well, it's this. For the dance between the divine and the hum- human to occur, this intertwining, it's that you and I have to open the window. What that means is we have to let the Spirit in through our love. Jesus, our lesson's opening word, says, If you love me, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we just remembered back in the earlier chapter, John 13, the commandment is to love one another. And Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandment. You will love one another as God has loved you. And then I will ask the Father, Jesus says, and he will give you another advocate, a helper to be with you forever. In other words, my friends, if you love one another as the Father and I have loved you, Jesus says, then you will be able to open up the window of your life and allow the Holy Wind, the Spirit of God, the Helper, to blow in and out of your life and into and out of the life of your house called the church. Beloved, the key to Opening the window for the Spirit to come blowing in through the windows of our heart is to let the breath of our discipleship be carried outside of this place through the holy breezes of the Spirit in ever widening circles of grace and love touching other people. To have faith in Jesus is so much more than simply saying, I believe in Jesus. It is so much more than mental assent. For you and for me to have a fully formed, dynamic faith means not only to assent to who Jesus is, but it also means for us to throw open the windows of our hearts and let the Spirit who lives within us, about us, outside into the world in expressions of love. It can't be held in tight. My friends, it's one thing to believe in Jesus. It's entirely something else to put skin on the bones of our faith by expressing that love not only to Jesus but to the other outside, to the other within our own faith community, the church. You see, It's at that point, the doors and windows of our lives, of our church, are thrown open that the beatific breezes of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit blow more impactfully moving through us out into the world to affect others. But, and this is the deal, But if we keep our doors and our windows shut tight, the air inside of our soul, of the church's heart, will grow stale inside the house. And the air will become still, stagnant, stuffy. And here's a hint, brothers and sisters. The Spirit of Jesus cannot live in a stuffy, stale house. We have to open up the windows to let the love of Christ's Spirit flow in one and out the other. Over the years, a pastor learns the difference between mediocre churches and great churches. Mediocre churches keep their windows nailed shut and locked tight. Great churches have learned to open up their windows and allow themselves to be drafty, whereby the Spirit of Jesus blows in, around, and then back outside and carries that love of Christ, that commandment to love others as God has loved us back into the world. It's a church that takes very serious the storyline we read from Leviticus 19 a little bit earlier, where Leviticus says in verse 34, the alien, the other that resides with you, shall be to you as a kinsperson, a citizen among you. You shall love that alien, that other, as yourself. For you were the other. You were the alien when you were in Egypt. For I am the Lord your God. Friends, in order to be a drafty church, we have to love not only one another, but we have to love the aliens as well. The others as well. The strangers in our midst. Great churches, drafty churches, throw open the windows and let the Spirit's blessings blow onto whomever it will. As pastor of First Pres Fort Lauderdale, I am overwhelmed that you, the members of this faith community and congregation, make this church a drafty church. You're a great church. You're a church that has learned the importance of opening up the windows and letting the spirit of life blow unhindered in one and out the other side throughout Broward County and the world. Like a gloating parent awash in the pride of a child, I'm overwhelmed with how this church, you, have kept the spirit-blowing even during a time of national lockdown. On Thursday of this week, I woke up to read a headline from a nationally released press uh, story entitled, A Visible Mission Against an Invisible Enemy. Fort Lauderdale's First Presbyterian Church enlists an army of volunteers to make thousands of protective masks. The article goes on to outline how you, church, you began a movement of the Spirit to help people in our community, strangers and neighbors alike in our community that you will never know, you help them to safely navigate in caring for others. You, my beloved, you will never know how drafty, how windy you have been. You have learned that there can be a national lockdown, but you cannot lock up the Holy Spirit. Especially when the church throws open her windows and doors and lets the Word of God, Spirit, blow through you. You, beloved, You, Beloved, produced nearly 11,000 HEPA-quality face coverings and masks for medical professionals in Broward County, along with her firefighters, first responders, sheriff's deputies, and officers. Single people, widowed people, Married adults with their children have all come together and have made this huge dent in COVID-19 spread in our county because you have allowed the Spirit to blow through you. Jesus saves. We all know that. But in this instance, you, church, have definitely helped. Families have sewed together. Others who could not sew drove supplies from one end of the county to another. Other people delivered masks to hospitals, to assisted living centers, to sheriff's departments, to fire departments. How I thank God. How I thank God for being part of a drafty, no, 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 windy church. That lets the Spirit blow. Friends, as your pastor and as your friend, I want you to know I thank God for each and every one of you. You give of yourself, you give of your time, you give of your resources, not until it hurts but until it feels good. That's what drafty, windy churches do in expressing the love of God to others. This week, our homework. We have two pieces of homework. First, let each of us look at the closed windows in our own personal life that need to be opened up In order to allow the Spirit to blow in through one side and out the other with expressions of grace. But secondly, let's ask the Spirit to reveal to you and to me, to this church, what we are called to do next in and through this place. Who, beloved, are the aliens and strangers in our midst that we are to love on in the name of Jesus Christ? Let the Holy Spirit make us wholly uncomfortable until we get an answer. And all of God's people said, amen. Pray with me. Spirit of love and life, as we gather this day, you did not just pull us aside and say, boy, you're special. You have pulled us aside and you have said, boy, you are special. Girl, you are special. Church, you are special. But you got to give yourself away to make yourself beautiful. Lord, thank you for helping us to do that. Help us continue to see in ways that we can do that in other aspects of ministry to, through, and for this community. For we ask this in the powerful name of the Spirit of life. So be it. Amen. My friends, crazy times. But I invite you to slow down and just Take a moment and listen, listen, shh, listen. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and knocks. And he's saying, open up the door, throw open that window, and I will come in and dine with you, live within you, and you with me. If you would like to talk about what that means, if you would like to profess or reprofess your faith in Jesus Christ, I invite you to please call me, Pastor Nick, Pastor Pam, and we will tell you all about it. We want you to open up the windows of your heart to let the Spirit in. Now, as you go this day, I want you to go And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance to you. Smile brightly. And give you peace. Amen. And as we go this day, let us take the candles we have lit at home, reminding us of the light of Christ. And we're not blowing them out. We are extinguishing them in order to take them out into the world. Take the light of Christ with you, my friends. Throw open your window and let the Spirit blow.